0: You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree.
1: People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris.
0: This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then Watson and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia.
2: This week on, Julia does everything that's embarrassing.
0: I probably need to change the intro. I know, I know we talked about it already, but... Yeah, for our eight year, which is coming up quickly... Yeah, I got a couple months to find stuff to alter the intro, but uh, yeah, Julia is not officially on the show anymore. She's still helping out background. Behind the bit, scenes. But, um, Yeah, it's episode 404. 404. 404. What area code? Whose is that? Whose area code's 404? 404? I don't know. I know 801. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see if that says what bill number it is.
0: Okay. Area code 404. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Atlanta. Hotlanta. Atlanta, 404, the 404, baby. All right. Well, this is the Atlanta episode. Atlanta, Georgia is Tonight. coming out to
3: you. We're not going to talk about you in any way, shape, or form other than right now, but this is all about you.
0: Yeah. I might even call it the Atlanta episode. There and you then people will be like, why the fuck's a podcast about Utah talking about, about Atlanta? Atlanta? We're not. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, you might be able to do so by reaching out to us uh, or joining our Patreon and getting access to our Discord server. It's <laughs> patreon.com forward slash uh, Thanks again to our subscribers. We appreciate you uh, greatly. We love all three of you. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so join them. Um, we're trying to create a, a fun community. Uh, we probably should have done something like this, like I don't know, five years ago. Yeah, like a year and a half, two years in, instead of seven and a half, almost eight years in. But it's all right. We're here trying. we are.
3: We're we're doing things backwards. always changing. Well, I mean, if you go back over the years, we we're always changing. That's true. Modifying, trying different things.
0: We, we try to do stuff that we think is good for the show. Um, so this week, um, our guest is not. They ghosted us, which is rare. Actually, it's really rare that they just ghost us. So um that's okay. It we, happens. Uh, I, there's
3: probably a reason we won't. We won't get into it. No, but, but,
0: but we have a, a better show plan for that's you. Right,
3: and we have our, our still have our guest Jonathan. Hello, that's true. We could interview Jonathan about his many business ventures as yeah. a small child. Because I can't drive yet. <clears throat> I'm hoping though. So next Tuesday, I've got my big follow up with my cardiologist and that's where they reveal all my meds all that kind of stuff but i'm hoping that i get the green light to drive again
0: <laughs> yeah how you feeling by the way i haven't asked you uh... i mean overall pretty
3: good i i feel it by the end of the day but i haven't, I haven't had oxygen at all for better part of a week that's great um totally off all pain meds i mean
0: such so just tylenol How's Um, the, how's like phone calls and stuff like that? Like being on the show, is it really tiring because of the oxygen thing?
3: Uh, not, not bad. If I talk a whole lot during the show, I can feel it by the time I get home. But, uh, I mean, overall, way better. I mean,
0: mean, really, you couldn't have asked for a better time to have the surgery in terms of air quality because we didn't really have a huge inversion this year
3: for a long period of time. And Well, uh, Heather and I were having this discussion like a week or two ago, um, would summer have been better? Probably not, because imagine
0: being hot and miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like- can go outside and cool down. Uh, especially with the pain meds, they tend to you know make you feel warmer. Yeah. Maybe you so were. this really was, and then work was well. And think about all like this is a a slow season for work. Yep. A slow part of the season, I should say. Uh, in the summertime, you're doing a lot more outdoors, right? And you would feel a lot more. I think you would feel a lot more disabled hobbled. and hobbled yeah. than than you. Well, because
3: even as is, I I struggle with you know Jonathan's working on stuff. I can't really help. I can go point at things and it's just, yeah. so. So the usual. I was gonna say annoy him. Yeah. So like so like this last Saturday we worked on the Jeep uh with my new brother in law Brandon. He's got a sweet garage with all the tools. So so I went and I probably helped more than I should have. But it was still hard for me to not get in there and like be doing stuff and Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So anyway, but um yeah, hopefully next Tuesday I've got the green light to start driving again. Uh and then after that Should just be a couple more weeks and then I should be okay to, for the most part, resume normal activities. And one of those normal activities is keeping bees. It is keeping bees. So, went to IFA, uh, yesterday, ordered our bees, which I'm glad we did because it's coming down to like the tail end of the season to order them. Uh, but yeah, we got our bees ordered. So excited about that. Need to, need to revamp the hive a bit, but, they should come end of March, first of April is always when they come. And I'm
0: serious. I would love to help you like get the hive yeah. in ship shape. Like I think, I think there's some B shape. Yeah. Some in B shape. I think there's stuff that you can do in the hive to improve what's yeah. going no, on. No, it there. needs
3: some help and I'll, t- I'll totally take you up on that. Cause we need to take it apart, repaint a few things, kind of fix a few things. Yeah. Scrape stuff out. Just do some cleanup. Cause I didn't really get a chance in between everything else. And then last year was weird and we lost them in the spring. And then we had that. I've come in that actually stole everything but i thought they were <laughs> they were
0: coming I, i'm curious have you ever thought like especially as you winterize the hive of i know you like can keep them into a certain area but have you ever thought about insulating like a side of the hive where they're not at i haven't but it's not a bad idea because i insulate the top i put yeah two layers of insulation but like that hive top. is big yeah and usually in the winter they're only taking up like five or six bars. It's probably not a like bad 15. idea. So it's like, like a stuff.
1: little cube or something. Yeah,
0: to put. Well, because remember, you had, like, the mods or whatever on the one side. Right. Uh, absent of the bees. and Yeah, no, that's not a bad idea for this this upcoming yeah, year. Yeah, maybe it'll help. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Like, I wonder if that would help them winter better if they he's, had less... He's
3: really been thinking about your... Pull place. out half the empties and put some sort of block I, installation. You can ask
0: Bria. I've been talking to her about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much of the hive they really use, that space. But that seems like a lot of space yeah. for a smaller colony like that, so... Yeah, no, yeah. I, it's worth a shot. I got the
3: Italians this year. I've had every kind the that they Italians. sell, not the Africanized. Though. Not the they Africanized. don't they, they don't, don't sell those? I don't sell those ones. So I went with the Italian. It, it really, I they try to eradicate those. The
0: uh,
1: kill the Africanized, the, ones the Africanized
3: ones. Tried, I don't know. How they can't. Yeah, they can't.
0: Well, I w- I remember who I was talking to uh, this weekend actually about bees. They had come up, and I'm like, bees are really docile. I think it was uh, when I was playing Magic when we were talking about bees. I'm like, bees are really docile. I'm like, they're not gonna attack you. No, honeybees. Unless you do something, like, unless you really do something to them. Like, like Ebo, who every year would stick his face in the opening. Yeah, like, or, or, like, if you, like, reach in with your bare hand and, like, yeah. rip apart their honeycomb. They're gonna attack you when you do that but shit. But if you're just around the hive. They don't care about you. You ain't got nothing to offer them. Breeze
3: Like not right up in it, but you've been next to it when we've done beast stuff. No problem. Same with Heather. Same. I mean,
0: they, I don't even feel like I'm, I'm glad that we have the protection, right? But I don't even feel ever like they're, they're ever like, they're never swarming. No. So, and it was cool to see them all like actually swarm. Like when you release them all and they move out and then you can see them like start to come back in. That is actually really cool.
3: So I actually got one of the, the homestead people I follow on. Uh, I think it's a youtube um they were rating homestead so meaning not a professional farmer Mm -hmm. but they were rating animals from easiest to hardest chickens being the easiest that anybody can do believe it or not bees were the hardest they put bees above like cattle and everything and i thought that is weird but then i'm like well yeah but you do lose them and they're, I mean,
0: yeah, they're not, you don't, I mean, remember we talked to, was it a night guy, night family family hunting? hunting. We talked to him and he's like, if you get your bees to last two seasons, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Like that's not, so I,
3: I did feel better after we talked to him, but at the same time, I mean, and, and just like everything else, the price goes up. Is one hundred and eighty nine dollars this year for?
0: So, I, I mean, on a good year, how much? How many quarts of honey are you getting out of that, or how many pints? At least twelve quarts. Twelve quarts, so that's what double that in pints, twenty four pints. So, and if you and if you bought that, like at the at the, um, if you buy like, if you buy it at the grocery store, first off, it's usually not as good of honey. No, I'm saying probably, farmers market. You're probably paying six to eight dollars a pint. I don't know. I haven't bought honey in a while because I have a buddy that has. <laughs> No, so, but I compare mine to like farmer's market. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, not grocery store honey. If you're buying a pint at the farmer's market, you're paying probably 20 bucks at least for a pint. Um, and I don't know what that comes out to. Like what, what do we say? 24? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a significant amount of money, right? It's 480 bucks. Right. So,
3: I mean, it, 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 if, if you have Mm. a successful harvest, it pays for itself. And really aside from that, it's time. I mean, if you don't have a hive, that's a whole thing,
0: but where I've got the hive, I've got everything. Yeah, exactly. You, you're you not really, you're just paying for the bees. Right. And you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to feed them. Mm-hmm. You just have to pay attention to them a little bit. Yep. But they do everything themselves. For so. the first
3: little bit, I'll go out weekly, but then after that, it's kind of every two, three weeks, or if I see there's an issue. Mm-hmm. The thing with bees is, <laughs> you run the hive, but you don't. Yeah, I mean, you really they, just, you're just kind of providing some guidance and some guidance. And, and like if they've got mites, you treat them. If, if you could tell they're not getting enough food, you'd, you'd put sugar water out there. But I mean, really, they do their thing and you just observe. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Brie. And then you
1: steal their honey. And you steal their vomit. I sure do. Brie made
0: me a bachelor this weekend. Um, like I said, I talked to someone. I think it was at a magic tournament. So I want to talk about my weekend because it was not super exciting, but it was very different than my normal time, uh, that I would have. So I actually had Thursday, Friday, and Monday off work, um, but I ended up working all three days for my second job, uh, and some for my goes. first job. You know, <laughs> you know how it works. I mean, I'm running my own business. Yep. I don't really get those days off necessarily. Um, did a little bit of school, but uh, I, I took Cassie to the airport Friday and then I t- or Thursday, and then I took Bree to the airport Friday, <laughs> and then I was all by myself and I tried to hit up a card shop Friday night there was no one there to play cards so I'm like well I guess I'll just fucking go home and dink around I played in a tournament on Saturday morning and I did horribly um, <laughs> and then uh, I just started at one of the stores or yeah it was uh, uh so the way magic tournaments work I mean there's like friendly play which is what I was trying to do Friday night but there's like uh what are called uh regional championship qualifiers where you get a invite to a big tournament that's right. like you know several hundred if not a thousand plus people. Uh and that's what I did Saturday morning and I did not do well. I was playing with a new deck that I had built but um and anyway people don't give a shit about this. So anyway, I didn't do real well um uh, but it was still fun. Got to talk to some people, meet some people. And then I was like, well I'm gonna go home. I'm like I kinda wanna go to Wendover so I did a bunch of chores. Oh Fed the dogs, drove to Wendover. Nice. Spent less time in Wendover than driving there and back. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it was like a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour round trip somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh And I bet I spent like an hour and a half to two hours tops. Did you win anything? No, but I didn't really lose anything either, so I went and...
3: But you, you play
0: more for the points, right? I mean, that's part of it
3: because...
1: You plays for the entertainment. Cause
0: you, well, and you yeah. get the cruises and you get all the other things because of your points.
3: Yeah, I get, that. like,
0: players' club points and stuff yeah. for, for the amount of play that I do. And, I, you know, I just go to have fun. I didn't play... uh He goes out there by himself quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say quite a bit. I've done it a couple more times. More often than, like...
3: Well, on your birthday, you ran yeah. out there last yeah, year. Yeah, well, so. I to
0: do. I might do it again this year for my birthday. We'll see. We'll see how in the mood I am to go right. to, like, Wendover because... We have that big trip in June, uh, where um,
1: so you, know, you may not. I mean,
0: it's a little way. bit of a
3: drive, but it's not.
0: But like I, you know, like this this trip, I didn't really play any high stakes stuff. I was playing like twenty five cent and dollar machines, and oh, so. kind of speaking of
3: Wendover, So when we went to Wendover last year, they had the Jailbird, which is the plane from. Um, oh yeah, Con Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Con Air was on Hulu last weekend, so I watched
0: it. Hasn't aged well, yeah. <laughs> but it was still fun to watch. <laughs> So and then I watched a bunch of TV. So Sunday I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't like. I don't want to do anything." It was it's really hard for me to not do anything and like not try to? I tried to do some school. I couldn't really focus on it in the morning. So I'm like, "Fuck it." I ended up watching, um, this series *Resident Alien* with Alan Tudyk. It's I've, on Netflix now. I've seen the. I've,
3: I haven't seen it, but I've seen the. Oh, did you watch *Teachers* by the way?
0: Uh, we talked about last week the no. TV show *Teachers*. No, aired. I didn't. Uh, but I did watch uh pretty much the entire two seasons of Alien Resident Alien, which is a pretty decent little show. It's not what was that show in the '90s about the aliens that were like
3: X Files? No, no, the ones where they were like actually people and they'd integrated and... It's, uh- Thirty Rock. No, because that was also aliens. No, and they had jobs and like, hold up, hold up, but the- but they were discriminated against. It was. It was like late nineties.
1: So people knew they were aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, they were visibly aliens. Visibly aliens, but they'd like assimilated and they had jobs and yeah, like assimilated. Oh. Yeah, assimilated. Assimilated. Third flight.
2: rock from the sun.
0: No, that's That's a what point. I meant by 30 rock is third uh,
3: rock third from rock. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> no, third
0: rock is awesome, but, but they I were like also that. humans or human form aliens.
3: And it's like, it was like a police drama,
0: but the one guys, it, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I, matter. It might have been from the eighties or like two thousands. Your dad really isn't good with time. So. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's basically what I did. Um, and then Monday, I again did, didn't do a whole lot. When I went got people from the airport over to the shuttle service on Monday. Uh, that was my weekend, not as exciting as my wife's who left me.
1: So my, uh, my sister's birthday is the 28th. She was doing something at the beginning of the month, and we were like, we're not going to have time to do that, and I'm not going to take off time in the middle of the week and take vacation time to go. So we're like, well, there's a holiday weekend. So we booked it and flew out to Corona, California, flew into Ontario on Friday. The, The flight kept getting... Like moved around with well, know, cause
3: Friday morning I'm like, have you left it? You're like, no, they moved it.
1: Yeah, they moved it. And, and even when we oh, no, got no, I said, there-
3: how? Are you get the airport. No, I haven't even left my house. Yeah. Cause they bumped, cause I kept bumping
0: it. Yeah. I, I think what happened based on, cause I look at flight tracker stuff. I don't pay attention to the airport thing. I go to, um, the actual status yeah. or flight tracker. Uh, and it looks like they ended up using the plane that Brio was getting on for a Vegas trip. There and back because maybe another plane the was. The Vegas plane had an issue. Had an issue, so they ran out to Vegas and back and just delayed hers. And it's like I was telling Bree. Ontario California is a destination airport, meaning it's not really like you don't fly there and then transfer. You leave from there and you fly to there, but there's no transfers there. So You're it's not, not really...
1: going to really throw a bunch of people off at their leave,
0: right? Like if you got a Long Beach, that's
1: not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if you
0: if you were to fly to LAX or to Atlanta, yeah, that is definitely a transfer. They're not really going to probably bump your flight like three hours because it's going to fuck up schedules across right. the whole system and like cause them to rebook people on a bunch of planes. But this, like, you just you're just there a couple hours later, like that's your destination. So yeah.
1: So we flew in, and our our sister came to get us. It actually worked out better for my sister that was flying with me to have her husband be able to drop her instead of her having to take track. So I mean, it ended up being it ended up being just fine. But um, so her husband is the mayor of Corona. Uh-huh. And that's Corona all. has a fairly large LDS population. Um, in fact, when they were originally living there. They were also LDS, which they are no longer. But so they were invited to uh the BYU folk dancing. Are you telling me, You said something about, yeah, you said something about the BYU It was folk. actually really, really cool. But so we went there and we got up to the VIP lounge, you know, when we had our cookies and water.
3: Your cookies and water, of uh-huh. course.
1: Yep. So cookies and water. And then we watched <coughs> the BYU folk dancing and that was awesome. It was a really, really, really cool. And so we, um, and then after that we went back and got in her hot tub and it was nice what was the weather like cold kind oh. of cold and rainy i mean for here it was warm right but it was, it was yeah but it was like you needed to wear a jacket you needed to probably have a like high umbrella. 60s
3: maybe low 70s something like that i wasn't
1: even in the low 70s oh, so in the it never 60s. hit oh i think it hit 70 the day that we got there but by the time we got there it was already coming down so it wasn't 70 gotcha um but we went to the Huntington Library on Saturday and it's actually a museum and it's huge. It's got gardens and lots of buildings and we went to high tea and we wandered around all day. And then we went to a speakeasy, kind of like Prohibition. Oh yeah. Um, in like this giant food court thing that they have, but you can tell that they like put it in this area. So my, my sisters don't drink well because, you know, they used to be Mormon. They're new drinkers. Yeah. So we get there and they, we, we sit down and we order these drinks and my one sister drinks her drink and she's like, Whoa, I'm feeling it, which made sense. Like we hadn't really eaten a ton that day. And my other sister's like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling it. I'm not feeling it, but whatever. And then she drinks a little bit more and then they decide to take pictures. Well, there's a bunch of light switches behind their head. And I'm like, do you want the light switches? Do you want to switch over here? They're like, no. So they take a menu and I Uh hold it up. But I didn't realize that they were pushing against it. And all of a sudden, like all of these people come running in. It was like affecting all the restaurants, like all outside of where we were. (laughs) I don't know if they were turning like, off lights like or if means. they were turning off
3: like. That's funny. But like the they fryer goes down.
1: Yeah, like uh, anyway. So for the whole time, like they were teasing me. They're like, "Ah, oh, should we touch?" I'm like, "If I swear, I will push you over and I will run
2: if you touch those again."
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, it it was fun. The the food was pretty good. Um, the atmosphere was pretty good. And my sister got a big kick out of, you know, walking in and out of the bookcases and stuff. And we had, it's a huge, huge, huge book, like uh food court thing where they have like entertainment and it was Sunday night and it was busy.
3: You're not in Utah. (laughs) No,
1: it was really busy. There were people in every restaurant and every place doing all of the things and outside. and, And then we had crepes and ice cream or whatever, but, um, what was really fun? Oh, I think that was actually Sunday that we did that. Saturday we went to the winery.
3: Yeah, that I saw that picture. That was amazing.
1: That was a lot of fun. So again, because they're new drinkers, they're not really great with the wine, but I, every glass I had was was incredibly uh, good. And then when we, you get to the end of the tour, you're kind of in their—I don't know—like event area, <laughs> and so they have their barrels. They're empty, just kind of decorating and there's like tables and chairs and stuff. But she took us out to see the vats and the machine that, um, takes the stems off. Uh-huh. And they're, they're a smaller winery. And so they're mostly just local. They don't ship anywhere large. You can't buy it online. You have to go there. Um, they only use their barrels twice. And so if you want, you can oh. look online, you can order them, get their barrels. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then we went to lunch there and they have like this fun little restaurant and then they had live music. That's cool. So we just kind of stayed there all day until we were all sober again and drove, drove on back home. But it was really a lot of fun. And it was the, our, our guide was amazing because she could tell that my sisters weren't really liking, um, what she what she was doing and uh-huh. so she when we got down to the room where she could switch out wines and stuff she actually switched things out for oh. him and kept me like on a different track yeah and then um because we'd been talking she was like you like a Zinfandel right and she's like we have the best and she got me it was so good it was it was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun doing that and they were really surprised because they're like we don't even like wine and we had a lot of fun so
3: well it it's, it's just like any spirits wine, beer, anything. If you have someone who knows what it is and knows how to pair it, it makes a huge difference. It's like when you go to the yeah. distillery or you go to the brewery or whatever, and you tell someone I really don't like this. If they know what they're doing, they're like, well, try this. This sounds like it's more... Yeah,
1: and that's exactly yeah, what As
3: opposed did. to just randomly grabbing something and hoping it's yep, good. She did, a, good
1: yeah, she did a great job. I was incredibly impressed with her. So I talked to her for a minute as the sisters wandered off because, you know... That's apparently what sisters do. Um, but Monday was, was the most fun because we went and got sisters tattoos and I have tattoos and my oldest sister has like, she has a ring tattooed on her finger. Mm -hmm. And then she's had like microblading done. Right. So this was kind of her, basically her second tattoo, but the first tattoo is like super, super little and they couldn't decide where they wanted it. And the tattoo artist was great. And so he's like, well, we're going to bring her meaning me back first because she knows where she wants it. That's, and she's yeah. had it done before while well, you guys sit and contemplate what you're going to do. And so he gets everything already and gets me back there and has it cleaned off and puts it on. And I'm like, gosh, I think it needs to be tilted or something. And then finally I'm like, I think it needs to be bigger. And they both are like, <laughs> uh, you can, you're gonna see it. I'm like, like yeah.
0: The video of Sonny, you could you just take a drink while I'm talking. Uh, the video of, of, uh, Sonny. So Sonny is the, is she the youngest?
1: Sonny's the youngest. Okay. She's been away from the religion the, the longest, but. But she, she's the mayor's wife.
0: Yeah. So Sonny, she's the one that lives in Corona. So you can see on the video, like Sonny's complete and utter abject terror of having what amounts to a tattoo about the size of a nickel. It's not that it big. Is, hers is really small and in a spot that you cannot really see it unless you're ab- actually trying to find it. Like it's on the inside of her elbow, like kind of on the, like the back underside where like it's almost never visible.
1: The only like, people that will be able to see it is when she's driving and she lifts up her arm or maybe if you're following her and you're like a k- child that is elbow <laughs> height because it will be like in your sight. But like.
0: But she's just completely terrified of having this thing. And so like when Bree's like, I want it bigger. They're both like, they
1: both freaked out. And so he went, he's like, how much? I was like, like five to 10%. Like, not, not a lot. I just, it's not right. And he brought it back and I picked 5% and I went over to the mirror and then I was like, yeah, that's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not wondering if it should be tilted or moved or just bigger. like, it just looked right. So I lay down and they're just like watching over me and I had them, one of them do, um, a Snapchat to the family really quick, but, um, they're just like standing there and I'm like, it, it doesn't hurt. It feels like somebody's taking a, like a really sharp pen. Sunny's like, maybe like a fountain pen or something I'm like Yeah. It feels like somebody's pressing a pound, like drawing on me with a really sharp fountain pen. And so he gets all done and it looks great and I love it and I'm excited. And so then Talise goes and not too bad for her either again. And Sunny is just, She's like, "Well, oh, I don't want to see it." And she's like, "It's going to be fine." And he's like, "I don't do fine. Like, it needs to like you yeah, need to be, sure but would. like hers and like Chris is not kidding. He's not exaggerating. It's so you small. could cover it with a band aid, <laughs> not a big one, just like just your it's regular so old band aid. But so we get it all done and take our pictures and stuff with them, and it, it was a lot of fun. We went to lunch and they got she got us up to the airport, but to, to her credit. It's bigger than any tattoo I'm getting on my body. That's right. Because,
0: so, because you know what I say, tattoos are trashy.
1: Well, it's funny because both of them are worried about what their mother in laws think because their mother in laws are still practicing, right? So Sunny shows her mother in law, and her mother in law goes, "It's a good thing that you put it someplace hidden because people are going to think you've been to prison."
2: <laughs> now
1: I'm in it. Like I, we might put a, we might post this on the episode, but I'll, I'm in it. Like I know Jeremy's seen it, but like that's. That's not something you're going to get in prison. Like, nobody's no, doing, no. like, little
3: swirlies. Swirlies. No. It's going to look like it was done with a needle and a and
0: a, a ballpoint,
1: ballpoint pen. pen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sean does have a... What's it called? A stick, stick and, and poke. Yeah. Stick and poke. Sean has her moon oh, on her on the... Um. Didn't she get it touched up professionally, though? No. Oh, wow. I was going to, and she didn't. She never did. So that was our... Exciting yeah, weekends of sorts.
0: Home. Um The Festival of Colors is coming up yep. at the end of March, so I I wanted it on
3: there now because I realized that's a little ways away. It fills up fast. And it's, it's not really that far though. No, okay. and it's, it's not it's like a month and a half from now. Six weeks, yeah It's like eight dollars online
0: or ten dollars. So it's not but they hit capacity. Oh yeah. So get your tickets quick get them early um the harry krishnas are, those guys are awesome out there we we've, really we've
1: been out there we've talked to you, go find the episode
0: yeah uh, they've got a great vegan restaurant there on site
1: yep. which is mm-hmm. wild well, um, for, for
0: the, the the festival's two days
3: they've got bands they've got food they've got yoga they've got i mean it's it's, it's
0: it it's, is the biggest festival of colors outside of india yeah in the world yeah that's how popular and how big this thing is. Well, then don't they do it at the downtown one as well? Like a, like yeah, it's a, a lot smaller. smaller version, but they're also, you know, the, the Hare Krishna is out at the Spanish Ford Temple. They're also the suppliers of the colors yeah. for most of the other festival of colors around the country.
3: So it um, does say specifically no outside food and no outside color. So be aware you can't just. Go to yeah, Joann's they, and get chalk paint. Or I don't know. They, it's
0: not, they, it's, they want you to use their stuff because the land that you're on, they farm. Like, yeah. that's how their restaurant yeah, is. Yeah,
1: they have to be really careful with what what gets on the land. Yeah, and it's
0: all, nat- it's all it's natural, natural ingredients it's all that's all going to hurt. It's all biodegraded just
1: fine,
0: yeah. so... Yeah, just be aware. Buy the color from them. Um, get your tickets now though, because they will sell out. And that temple is amazing. It's it is so beautiful.
3: Yeah. It, you really should go listen to that uh, episode because it is amazing. Not, not, not to get into it too much, but I just want to say all of the, all of the decorative work on the outside was originally designed for the one in California that didn't end up happening. So they bought it all for this temple. Yep. So yep. it is one of the most That's ornate really beautiful. Krishna temples in the United States. If not, the most ornate in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's amazing. It's awesome. The stuff inside and out is just absolutely incredible. And they have a lot of animals. They're uh-huh. parrots and yep, goats and all kinds of cows. Stuff. Cows.
3: Ooh. So they're awesome. They're Ooh. they're relatively self sufficient, and that's kind of what they aim to be. Is yeah. like a self sufficient little like community. almost a
0: commune. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna get into now uh, legislative. Uh, review. Um, it's appropriate. There's just a couple weeks left of the session. So the legislative session in the state of Utah, we are a part-time legislature. Uh, we meet from uh, January 16th to March 1st this year. So we have like about a week and a half left. Right? Is that about right? Yep. Um. Um. Yeah. So next Friday is the last day of the session. So there's been a ton of stuff passed. There's like I think over like six hundred bills. Well, six hundred house bills,
3: and then there's a. 30 or 40 Senate bill. Yeah, there's a
0: lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I wanted to start by giving a a few things out about the legislature. We've probably talked about some of these in the past. um, But for example, so our legislature is a part-time legislature, um, which means they're there for like six weeks, basically, out of the year. Um, They go meet. um, And there are a couple instances where special sessions can be called. It's very, very limited when that can be done. Um, I think they did, like during COVID, for example. They had a couple special sessions last year. Um, so it does happen, but it's not, and it's common. usually like a long weekend that they'll yeah. do the special sessions on. Um, so it is. We we talk about it a lot. Everything's available on le.utah.gov. But we want to talk a little bit about how much they get paid right so i don't remember what's his name the guy that we've had on a couple times that um has done a bunch of stuff politically he's been arrested a few times at oh, rallies is it chris? Can't his name. it's not chris no. it's not like the, the band guy it's a different no. guy no yeah
3: the guy who's his ex
0: yeah i can't remember military what it, and yeah 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 he's a good dude i can't remember his name right now um i don't know i
1: can't see him though but he in he my mind.
0: he talked about this once when he was on the show with us that um it's six weeks, and it's six weeks where you're up on Capitol Hill pretty much full-time. Yeah. So our legislative body does get paid for that. They get paid $293.55 per legislative day. Um, and then they get like a per diem for food, mileage, lodging. Because think about it. If you live in Kanab, Utah, um, and you have to be up here for six weeks, you got to get a hotel or a VRBO for six weeks. You got to feed yourself. Like it's not – it's not easy. You don't it's not a full time job. Uh and so um that gets up to about hundred and fifty four a day. So typically for the whole session, um and they all get paid up front um for the forty five day session, they get paid at the beginning of the session and it's thirteen thousand dollars and two thirteen thousand two hundred dollars. That's what they get paid for the whole session. Now some of the leadership get paid more, like the Senate president, the majority and minority leaders, that sort of stuff. They get paid a little bit more, and they do get paid for special sessions, but that's not a lot of money. The thing that's important to remember is you're giving up 45 days, six to seven working weeks of a time, regular job. Which so like,
1: means that the only people that can be a legislator- is are. someone that can afford to take that much time?
0: Self-employed people, or uh, well, not
1: even just self-employed. Could you imagine owners. taking six weeks off, well, Jeremy?
0: Or or ex- or ex- self-employed meaning they're owners of companies. They're um. Like C-suite level employees that have the flexibility to yeah. take that that time, so it's it's really hard for an in, average individual like a teacher. Could you imagine a teacher actually being a legislator? Couldn't even if they wanted to. It's impossible. It, it, it's impossible in the state of Utah. State of Utah is not alone. There are a lot of other part-time legislator, legislative, um, branches. Was it Texas that meets every other year? Texas is every other year. Which is like,
1: it's so big. And
0: not for the whole year. No. Like, Texas is an enormous state. It is a very big. Yeah, and they they meet, every other year. Every other year is all they meet. Um, and they're really busy. It's like for four or five months, but it's still just every other year. But my point with our part-time legislative body is that's not all you do. And so it's really hard for any average Joe to be an actual representative. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Um, right. So that tells you, you know, what kind of people end up being our legislatures. Uh, legislators. Legislators. Stop it. <laughs> this whole this whole episode is going to be me doing it wrong. So just don't correct me anymore. <laughs> which,
3: which I totally understand it, but it's kind of sad because it makes. The working man it kind of puts them out of the realm of being able yeah to participate. well
0: and it definitely separates out uh so like you could be a council person and that takes up evenings and stuff like that or even like tom Bree's brother-in-law um he, you know he's he, your brother-in-law
1: too i know
0: uh he you know he has a business that he runs but he's also the mayor the mayor doesn't take up all time. It takes up pretty much every fucking bit of free time that that guy has outside of working hours, normally. Like, and some during working hours, I'm sure, because he's always at events and things like that. Like, he has to show up for stuff. But, like, generally speaking, you could be on a like a city council, and it's yeah. it's a lot of work. You could, but you, you could, could hold make it a work. Job. Yeah, you could hold a job and be a council member. Um, I don't know that you can hold a regular, normal, like nine to five job and be uh you know, a a legislator in the state of Utah. So I I just want to put that out there because I think that's important to understand as we talk through some of this stuff and like where they're coming from. You got to remember they're not necessarily coming from the same place that we are. Um, There are a bunch of important dates coming up uh, for the legislative session. I wanted to throw a few of those out. So the last day to pass any bill with a fiscal note of $15,000 or more is um, the 29th. Um, so the Thursday before the session ends, uh, obviously Friday, the last session, uh, is there. And so you have to have all your appropriations and everything. Um, we're now in the time of the legislative session where everything's budgetary. So we've had a bunch of like stuff that doesn't really affect budget get passed and get out of committees and some stuff even be signed. Um, but now we're going to have all the budgetary stuff, tax cuts fiscal you know all the fiscal stuff cuz they just got a lot of their stuff back uh from um all their estimations and stuff and so now we're going to see all the appropriations bills and stuff like that start and to then be then unfortunately available.
3: once everything's done the governor and his Hoodlums do a closed door session and pass what they want to pass and don't pass what they don't want to pass.
0: That's often what happens. So, um, Monday on Monday the 26th, that's this coming Monday. That's when all your general appropriations bills, your supplemental appropriations bills, school finance bills, that's when they all become available to legislators. Um, and they can actually have floor time. So one week left of the session. We get all. It's not like there's not stuff being done and behind the scenes, but they don't actually come to the floor for votes until that time because that's when we have to make those decisions. Okay, this is how much we're projected to work with. This is how yep. much. You know, where can we spend that? Where do we make cuts? So that's a really important thing that's coming up. Um, and then you have um, the twenty-first of March. Um, so the governor has, I think, like two full weeks, basically. Uh, maybe it's three weeks to sign or veto bills. It's 20 days, technically, uh, from adjournment. Um, and then they can hold a session for veto override within 60 days. So they have until the end of April, basically, to do that. So that's just some dates that are really important uh, in, in the upcoming set or in the current session as it as it gets to it. Um, there's been a bunch of stuff passed already. Yeah. So that's part of why we thought this would be an appropriate time. Which,
3: honestly, we've done this every year for the last well, yeah. probably seven years that we've been.
0: So, again, everything can be found on le.utah.gov. You can go search for bills. Um, you can go see um, where things are at. When you open up the bills, you can click on them and hear the recordings from the sessions where they're discussed, the committee meetings, the budgetary sessions, all that stuff. You can hear all of the debate. Um We've so far passed 176 bills. But there's 600, to give you an idea. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. 600
3: plus. <laughs> 600 plus.
0: Some of them are really minor. Uh, in fact, a lot of them are very minor. A lot of them are just small budget adjustments, um, um, uh, amendments to things that already exist. I mean, there's some stuff that's been significant. Um, and so we wanted to talk through... Uh, some of the stuff that we thought was really important—that's—that's um, that's big news, that's made news, where it stands, that sort of thing. So, um, do you want so to? let me start. With, yeah, I want to start with one nineteen, uh, and the
3: reason why that's a big one is one, we have got Jonathan here; he can, he can weigh in on this one. But uh, where my wife Heather works at a school, so th- this is the bill uh, by Representative Tim Jimenez Jimenez, Jimenez. Jimenez from Tooele. That would create the Educator Protector Program. It's called the School Employee Firearm Possession Amendment. So it would give any teacher uh, $500. It would pay them $500 to do the concealed carry permit and participate in classroom response and firearms training. So basically, we're arming our teachers. So I asked Heather what her thoughts were on this. And she said that in her school, they are livid about it. They're like, we don't get paid enough to no. now be armed guards. And take this additional training. And so and the liability li- that comes so
2: with
3: it. Now, that's just hers. I'm sure there's lots of different opinions. But from their standpoint,
0: it's horrible. They don't want to do it. And $500 isn't worth it. So I will I will tell you the status of HB119 tells me it's not going anywhere. So it uh the last update on the status was it was in the house the house's first reading which was putting it into the house rules committee. That was on January 16th. It has had no action since then and that probably means it's not going to go anywhere. So the way bills typically work if if you're not familiar with legislative process is first they go through um Research, general counsel. The the representatives don't write these themselves usually. Right. They're usually written by either lobbyists or attorneys that work for them, uh, and then they kind Especially of special interest groups. Yeah, they go through um, a bunch of review, and then they get introduced. And the first place they get introduced is to their respective committee. So this one went to the House Rules Committee first, um, and has gone nowhere. And there's no hearing or debate on it, which. The way it works is if you are the chair of that committee, which is always going to be Republican in the state of Utah because we have a supermajority, so whatever party is predominant, will chair those committees. The chair gets to decide what gets brought up and what gets discussed in, discussed in committee. So they could have 100 bills and talk about 10, right? That is actually their prerogative as chair of that committee. Now, sometimes bills have to go through multiple committees, but the fact that this one's gone nowhere since January 16th, when it was introduced to the committee, tells me it's probably not going anywhere, but it's important to know about it, and if you have a thought on it, call your One way or the other,
3: for it or against it. So, Jonathan, you being in high school, what
2: are your thoughts on teachers having How would
1: you like it if you knew your teacher maybe didn't know if your teacher had a gun or not?
2: I mean, I think for the reason that they're trying to do it would be a good idea, but... You would encounter so many issues with this because I mean now, well, first of all, heaven forbid there be a school shooter they now they know all teachers have guns, and I mean not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I mean like what's to stop rogue teachers or you know like I mean that's it. Mrs.
1: Smith has a bad day.
2: Yeah, exactly. She takes it out on I mean
0: takes it out on Johnny for being an asshole.
2: In exactly, class. yeah. Or so I think for the reason that they're trying to do it it's a good idea but I don't think that it should happen because there's just so many what ifs that I could mean you're go supposed
1: wrong. to feel safe as a kid in school like yeah. You walk in there and know that, like,
2: that's why we should there's a whole bunch of
1: people, you know.
2: That's why we should be allowed to have pocket knives at school. <laughs> to,
0: to be fair,
1: there are teachers
0: in schools packing already. Right. You just don't know it. This yeah. bill just pays them to take the course and gives them an incentive to pack. My, my problem with it is not – because, like, it's still a choice. They're not forcing the teachers to do it. My issue is if you incentivize teachers to carry weapons in class – and they are not constantly trained on tactical use and correct situation. Right.
1: Like how, how many times... I said like yearly that they would have to go take a course. Yeah.
0: But how many times a year do you guys drill now being in school? How many times do you drill active shooter in school? I think once, maybe once twice. Once a year. Probably not enough. To, how many times do you have fire drills in elementary school? Once, maybe yeah. twice. It's not... And, and, and an active shooter drill of what to do when an active shooter is present, it's very different than being qualified with a firearm if you only go shoot once a year you're more of a danger to everyone else in that classroom than you are a bad guy
3: i i would like to think i'm fairly qualified with firearms but the thought of being put in a situation where i had to protect people
2: and children
0: it's like like i think about like
3: even and,
1: and maybe there's no maybe there's no ill intent but like, you're there trying to protect kids and some random kid comes running around the corner because yep. they're not where they're supposed to be and you shoot someone that's innocent right. and it, it's in addition to it, that's a kid. Like, mm-hmm. then you live with that forever.
0: Well, like, you know, I even just think about like skill difference. Like, I don't shoot a lot, but I like to go shooting. Um, we went shooting with the Levex. They take fucking tactical shooting courses. Like, Sean has paid for his kids to go through it. Ty shoots. Um, you know, as a sport for, I mean, it's most, it's like all skeet and trap shooting, right? right? But he also knows his way around a handgun. He's got a good rifle. And like you've, I've seen videos even of the last week, like he went to a tactical exercise where they're out inside the range, out in front of where the, the, the gun decks are doing tactical, like shooting at targets and stuff. And that kid's a really good shot, way better than I could ever be. Well, I wouldn't say ever, but way better than I am for sure, right? But, but he that comes shoots with a lot of practice, a lot. Like he does it as a competitive thing in school, like for for a sport, right? Like he shoots a ton, and he is a he's a really good shot. But I just can't imagine because ammo's not cheap. They're not supplying. They're not paying for the gun. They're not paying for the ammo. Guns are not cheap. Teachers don't make a lot of money. Like yeah, uh, so, yeah, the five
3: hundred dollar bonus that's not going to pay for a firearm.
0: <laughs> I mean, that might get you a shitty gun. But it's not going to pay for ammo. It's not going to pay for range time. I mean, you think about it. Most ranges, you're going to pay 20 bucks every time you go. So let's say you go once a month. I mean, that's, you know, a significant amount of money over the course of the year. That's $240 plus ammo. And let's say you only fire a box of ammo. You're still paying 25 to $30 right. probably for that box. And of honestly, ammo. if you've, if you're
3: not familiar with a handgun and you've only shot one box of ammo, you're no good. No. It's- no
0: you're better off to not have a firearm yeah so so anyway yeah i think that's a it's a bad idea that's probably why it has not got out of committee (laughs) so jonathan did you find a few you wanted to talk about? yes i did
2: okay this first one is for all you weirdos out there uh child sex dolls are now prohibited you may not have a sex doll of a child what what house bill is that that's number 108 (laughs)
0: uh that is not house bill 108 what is it is it a senate bill what, Maybe, it might be.
2: Was it from last year? I might have actually. You
0: might have been be on, on last year, cause, uh, House Bill 108 has to do with video surveillance for
2: okay. alcohol licenses. Anyway, I thought that one was kind of funny, but, uh, <laughs> another one is, uh, number 225. It is the unlawful kissing of a minor. I did see that one.
0: So I, I will say there's, uh, a, a fair number of there's sex There's
1: a offense. bunch of sex offense things and oh, kidnapping yeah. and like.
0: Well, and trafficking and I, yeah, there
3: like, were, this
1: one is the sex and kidnap offender registry amendments. Like, there's a bunch of stuff going on with that.
0: And this one's making moves. So, it's gone through the House. It's been... It's passed the Jonathan's. House. Yeah, it's moved on to the Senate. It's in the... uh It's... I think it's gone through the committee now. Yeah, the committee reports it's favorable. So, now it's placed in the so reading calendar for the Senate. you politicians,
3: no kissing babies anymore.
0: <laughs> so, it's definitely making some move. Uh, Making some moves.
2: I just thought that one was wouldn't i mean
3: so you can't just go kiss somebody's kid
0: you shouldn't do that anyway but yeah basically so as it stands now i don't think it's a crime to kiss a kid right like if you so when it comes to sexual predators like there's not a lot they can do if they just end up kissing a minor right now that becomes something that you can get in a lot of trouble for um yeah, so that's a that's not a bad one. I don't think you see a lot of opponents to and then it. So
2: another one is number two fifty nine, and that is juvenile interrogation. I don't know if like
0: that means you can interrogate them. I've, uh, well, it's it's, probably, modifi- it's modifications to the interrogation. Probably the laws of what they can and can't. So do. it, re- it re- clarifies requirements for interrogation, requires law enforcement agency to make an audio or visual recording of any interrogation of a child, addresses admissibility. Um, of all of that stuff, um, and make some other technical changes. I'm curious where this one's at. Uh, this one was passed. It looks like, yeah. Well, there you go. You picked a passed bill. Good, Good job. job. It was passed on the 16th. Well, the 15th it looks like.
3: So, so I've got another one. But you guys, did you guys have a few? I'm sure you guys have a few you want to talk about.
0: Yeah, I, I have a few. We talked about – so I want to talk a, about a couple of big ones. Um, we talked a little bit about them. They've been passed. They've been signed, um, which is really actually rare for stuff to get signed this early. Yeah. Um, it's pretty uncommon. Um, but there's two – it's a grouping of bills, but there's really two that have been signed that are of particular importance. So one is the Equal Opportunities Initiatives. It was House Bill 261, I believe, um, and basically that removes, it, it requires public, uh, or government institutions such as schools to remove DEI from all of their hiring language. So DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, the University of Utah refers to it as EDI, equality, <laughs> diversity, and inclusion. It's the same thing. Um, but basically the, the state has said, we don't want that to be a basis of employment. Like you can't make that a basis of employment. Like you're trying to meet some quota of people or of admissions, right? And so the University of Utah, of course, is the one that's heavily affected by it because they had a really big DEI department and they've had to put out a whole bunch of guidelines for like hiring, changes to applications. Um, you know, what if people want to submit that statement anyway? Um, because well, part of that? the
3: problem was people were just hiring an ethnic person. For-
0: not qualified, not because they had to. Well, that's what they think was part of the problem. I don't know that that was actually an issue. This is definitely a very culture war right. centric sort of bill. I don't know that that was actually a problem. I do think that it's fucking absurd how much administrative people we have in the public university system. That's part of why costs are so high. When there's more administrative people than there are educators in that system, there's a problem. And the DEI offices were huge. They did DEI training for ton, like. So this is kind of an effort for the state to do what they can to try and control that, um, uh, and try to put their foot down on it a little bit. And you know, that's public universities. The state funds a lot of it, and yeah. so they do get to make policy on it, whether you agree or not. I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's. I think it's passed for the wrong reason. Um, I'm a fan of. Really destroying administrative faculty. Like I think it's, it's insane. Like the University of Utah should not be so damn expensive. It's a public, it's university. An, yeah. I mean, it was expensive when we went, but not to the point where it was like impossible. Yeah, it's it's to, like inaccessible now. It's to the point where yeah, the average person can't afford to go, which is absurd. It's a public university. Yep. Like you should still be able to get in and 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 attend. And I can not. see
3: the private schools charging what they charge. Fine, you
0: chose to go there, but yeah, the public ones. It's, it's out of control. Yeah. And so the other one, which we talked about a lot, uh, is the HB 257, which was the gendered bathrooms and changing areas. Um, there's a lot of stuff in this Ugh. one. It is now law. Um, it was signed into law. Um, and I think it, Was pushed through quickly to avoid the phone calls. This is going to be bad. This one. Yeah, I've seen the backlash already. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, we've seen some stuff come out of this essentially. So basically the, basically in, in public, like government, um, institutions, you are really only supposed to use technically Um, whatever bathroom and changing area, and this is really less about the bathrooms and more about like locker rooms and changing areas of the sex that you were assigned at birth, unless you've had an operation and you've actually had uh, your birth certificate changed. Um, So this affects like Locker rooms for intramural sports. Uh, a lot of places have already moved to unisex locker rooms. Um, you know, so for instance, if we go to the Kearns recreation center, it is subject to this rule, which says if I am born a male, and I transition to a female, I cannot go to the women's locker room. Uh, and I cannot go into the women's locker room and use the restroom in the women's locker room. It is considered, a, I believe a felony uh, to do that. Now you have to get caught. Someone has to report you. The police have to be called. It's a criminal trespass is what the offense is. So it's not the end of the world. Um, but like, if I it's wanted to. 100% targeting. Yeah. If I wanted to though, I, in the Kearns rec center, I can go change in the family changing area, in the family locker room where there's private areas. A lot of places have unisex bathrooms. In fact, every card shop I've been to in the last year, their bathrooms are unisex. Uh, and it's that way because stuff like this, right? There's My no sisters reason were to obsessed because
1: them. when we were at the Huntington library, the bathrooms were all unisex inside the buildings, but not like the ones outside. I'm like, wow. So, and they're, and, and I, truthfully, I they're nicer bathrooms usually because when they're unisex, they're usually literal, little rooms.
3: It's actually closed. Yeah. So,
1: well, yeah. like, it's a door that goes all the way to the ground and, and walls that go all the way to the ceiling. So, which is, I think, how we should just
0: fucking exactly. use bathrooms to begin with. So, anyway, I don't want
1: people peering through the.
0: That's a really big one. Crap. It's going to, it's caused, it's already caused a lot of like rule changes and stuff like that. You know, the the facilities themselves are not the ones at danger here. It's the people using their bathrooms. And I don't think it's solving the actual problem that exists, unfortunately. And we talked about it at length before. So it is interesting, and we probably should mention um, the the school board member uh, that uh, reported a female athlete um, as being transgender and using the wrong bathroom yeah. after this was passed. And there was like a whole investigation, and it was bullshit because she's a female and that's the, that made national news. Well, and that's the fucking problem.
3: Well, she
1: got targeted after that bullied. Yeah. And,
0: well, they had to they had to put a, poli- a police outside of her home.
1: That but, yeah. is yeah.
0: that is the problem with this legislation is that's the kind of shit that's going to happen. Now, thankfully, the 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 person was censured. Um they were not removed um, from the I board. I thought that they, they had were, gotten voted out. They were the unanimous to censure this person. Um but they they, they couldn't remove them. There was there was no avenue to remove them from the board, so but they've been censured. I don't suspect that they will uh, last to the next election cycle yeah. where they're up for for grabs there. So, uh, and censuring someone like that, I mean, you can basically strip them of all their ability to do anything, um, but you can't. Make them leave. So it's really tough to get someone off of a, yeah, that's, like that. that's
1: what's going to happen. I mean, all national it, news. Yeah. All it takes oh, yeah. is somebody to be ticked off at somebody or somebody to be irritated by somebody. Well, and the police are obligated to investigate that now. So now the
0: cops have to show up at the school. They have to go down the route of identifying is this person an actual male or female, which requires medical records and. And imagine being a high school kid and having to fucking deal with that. Like how horrible would that be? Yeah. It's fucking awful. And I promise you that high school females are not worried about a fucking transgender woman coming into the locker room with them and changing. And most of those transgender people don't want to fucking change in front of other people anyway. No. They want to go hide in a room. They fucking would rather find a private bathroom somewhere. Exactly.
3: So
1: yeah, not cool. Not cool, Utah. Not cool. So I've got more, but I'll I'll let you guys jump back on. have so. one or two you wanted to bring up. I noticed um, we have some criminal code amendments that are coming in that amend our uh, penalty for attempted murder, crimes that interfere with a public servant, um, for an individual what, occupying what, a position of bill? um, twenty-seven HB. Yeah. Um for an individual occupying a position of special trust in a high school to engage in certain sexual conduct with an adult high school student. So that would be a teacher with an 18 year old. Um, that one's on its third reading in the Senate,
0: which means it's probably going to Yeah. It's gonna get a vote. Um its last voice
1: vote was twenty four uh to zero with five But abstentions. I wasn't quite done. So like there's a whole bunch of little things part of it. Make it the crime for an individual to remove the clothing of another individual without the individual's consent in certain circumstances.
2: That like, was already a thing though, wasn't it? No.
0: I, I mean this it's, is,
2: it's, it's just so weird. It
0: this is the kind of, there's a ton of there's a ton of stuff like this that gets passed every year, um, and basically they're just making changes to the code. Or a changing of, the verbiage. Yeah, a lot of times it's because something happened and like someone got off on a technicality and they have to go in and change the verbiage so that doesn't happen again.
1: Right. So anyway, I thought that that one was kind of interesting and that it's going to pass because it's going to affect quite a few really important laws. Um, there's a road rage amendment that yeah. looks like it's going to be pretty far along it's on its third substitution yeah oh the one that you were talking about
0: i want to go back to it uh-huh. so um it's at, it added this whole provision about the the sex relations with an adult high school student so basically a lot you hear stuff about teachers getting involved with students um from time to time most of the time those Students are under 18 and so it's statutory rape and it's from a position of power. This actually puts in guidelines for any high school student that's like 18 to 21 because you could be 18 or 19 and still in high school. That's why I said over 18. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a interesting provision to put. I think it's a good provision personally so Um, there's
1: some road no it's okay so there's 30
0: yeah the road rage that one's kind of interesting
3: yeah
1: so it's addressing the seizure and possession of a vehicle for a road rage
0: event so they can take your car away from you Yep. fuck yeah they should be able to
1: uh that one it uh let's see it also includes a sunset date for road rage awareness and prevention restricted account because they're going to start an account that will provide education and media for it. And it allows for the suspension or revocation of an individual's driver's license when the individual is convicted of an offense that is enhanced for road rage. So
0: it passed with a vote of uh, 51 to 17 to 7. Um, And I don't see who's who here. So um. who what? What what reps voted against it? (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) probably those with road rage. But it's
1: well, it's like the Senate sponsors Todd Weiler, so that's interesting.
0: Um, yeah. So it passed the House, uh, and so then it's it it just passed on the sixteenth. It just moved into the House um today actually, um so very very up to date information. Uh, I suspect it'll pass the Senate. Um, uh, I think this is great. Utah has a big road rage problem. We had a fucking dude get shot by my office. Um, this last year, that some road rage incident, they pulled off on 106, and the dude got out and shot a dude in a truck, killed yeah. him. It's That's fucking stupid. absurd.
1: Um, the other one that I noticed that was kind of cool was some paid leave modifications. It looks like it's mostly for the state folks, but um, allowing state employees to use parental leave in order to bond with a child or an incapacitated adult. Which one is that? Uh, forty. E- Oh, sorry. 75. Um, that, they'll, that an employee may use postpartum recovery to recover from a childbirth that occurs at 20 weeks or greater gestation. Now that's the main reason I kind of picked this one because we're talking about, you know, anti-abortion laws and things in this state. Um, and they're saying that, uh, you know, a baby's a baby as soon as you know that you're pregnant. Um, but they're only gonna give you postpartum recovery, uh, or leave to recover from a childbirth if it's 20 weeks or more.
2: <laughs>
1: like, I, I don't know, I, the hypocrisy. At least they're giving you time, like. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs>
0: Uh, that one's probably going to pass. I think yeah. it passed its second vote in the Senate. I mean, so. it's,
1: it's all good things. Like it's all better benefits for.
0: Yeah. Unanimous passing in the house and, uh, in the Senate so yeah. far. So that'll, that'll be kind
1: of, uh, it's all better. And you know, none of it's a, a bad thing. It's just strange how things get worded and thought about and, and nobody sees the, the hypocrisy in it.
0: Do you have any more, Jeremy? Uh, just trying to pass it around
3: a little. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jonathan, did you have any more?
2: Uh, just number forty-eight is the is a new energy act that I thought might be kind of mm-hmm. interesting.
0: Uh, <laughs> forty-eight. So I there's a bunch of bills tied to that. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit. Um, so HB forty-eight. There's also um, HB one ninety-one um, that have to do with how we manage um our power plants. So um. The legislator, legislature is trying this year to make Utah energy self-sufficient. So somewhat similar to Texas, but not really. So we still want to use the grid because Texas is stupid for having their own grid. It's had issues and.
3: Oh yeah. Well, yeah that's- two or three times in the last five years they've had total outages because of ice storms and things like that yeah
0: shit that they should have been able to prepare for so this the hb 48 is is one of the pieces of legislation that's kind of tied to that um and basically they're modifying um requirements for who you know the, the way the office of energy development works uh what they can do um so that's what that one is there's also um HB uh, 191, which is the power plant bill. So one of the things that's happened is the EPA has come out with new standards for coal power plants because federally, they're trying to get rid of all coal. And for those of you that don't
3: know or realize Utah is coal. Utah is a coal. It
0: is primarily coal. We yep. get we get energy from some other sources, from wind, from from uh some hydroelectric stuff, but by and large, are we are coal a state. coal state. Uh there are two uh power plants that we get most of our energy from that have said oh, well, we're going to shut these power plants down early. We're going to terminate them fairly early, way before their life should be over, because power plants are braided for a certain number of years of existence before they're no good. Well, with new EPA regulations, um, they're like, well, we're going to shut down early rather than conform to that. And so House Bill 191 is make, making it so the state gets to determine instead of the federal government when a power plant can be uh, retired um, and, and what's required of that. And so they can't, they're basically going to stop some of this from retiring early due to federal regulation. That's at least the attempt, right? So there are a bunch of energy related things tied to the idea of Utah becoming very energy uh, independent.
3: I do have one more that I want to talk about and then I think I'm done. Uh, HB 297 Utah B inspection act <gasps> oh no. <laughs> no, this is good because technically you're supposed to report your beehives and the government can check them anytime they want and this is a uh, modifying Restricting the ability of the government agency to regulate
1: beekeeping oh, good. On, on private, private land—that's good. So it's—it's. It's, I thought it was going to be like oh, uh, that. They were going to be like coming down and checking this on one's your in beehive my, in
3: our favor. Oh,
1: that's yeah. good. It
0: passed the House. It went to the Senate Committee on Natural Resources, Ag, and Environmental today, and they gave it a favorable recommendation again. Because technically speaking, if one of my neighbors
3: called about my beehive, technically the the government could step in and take it away, and there's nothing I could do about it.
0: Yeah. This is, this is a big change. This is a good change. Um, and we're trying to encourage people to keep bees. Right. So, so don't, don't have rules that make it
1: difficult Difficult
0: or, or worrisome to keep them. that's a really good. Technically,
3: you're supposed to report your beehives. And, uh, when they give, when you get your bees, like when I go to IFA and I get my bees, they give me the paperwork to register your beehive. I'm a rebel. I never have, but I kind of feel like it's, My bees, it's my property. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, but yeah, this takes away that government stuff. Not like you
1: buy those Africanized ones. That's right.
0: No, he just tries to lure them up from
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) From Africa. So so we've
0: covered the stuff that I have, but we've covered a lot. I mean, it's almost a lot. uh, What's some of the other stuff that you had, Brianna? Just another, just
1: another small one. Um, tobacco cessation amendments. Apparently minors weren't allowed to consent to participate in Program. So if you want to, you know, if you got hooked on tobacco as a minor, you weren't allowed to consent to go to a cessation program if you wanted to get off of tobacco. So they're amending that so that you can now, which I think is a step in the right direction.
0: Did you look at the status of it? To see oh, I didn't. That? I just
1: closed it. Sorry. Um, I, w- I was looking at this one, but it doesn't have a Senate sponsor, so I'm pretty sure it hasn't gone far. It did get as far as getting a first substitution. This was House Bill 155, which was changes to the fireworks provisions, which is extending it like June 24th all the way to July 25th. So instead of having like breaks and stuff, you'd have.
0: Yeah, there. That's, uh, that's still. I think it, it just, might have gotten stalled. Well, no, it just now got out Did of committee. It? Um, today actually it was voted. Okay. To, so it just hasn't. Uh, there, there was another firework
3: related one where it's defining fireworks.
0: Well, and it's giving more, uh, some of the fireworks too. It's just amending the fireworks code to yeah. give more, uh, more capability of local jurisdictions to restrict basically and give out licenses for shows. Um, so there's usually two or three pieces. Um, uh, and this has to do with. The one that you just said has to do with sales, specifically. Yeah. Uh, and so it talks about, like, when you can and can't sell fireworks, that sort of thing. So did you have another one?
1: Um, there's... I think there's one, one or two more. There's another one that just... We were talking about um, things that were affecting transgender people and accusing that they're t- having an athletic bill that would confirm the student's date of birth and sex. So... What bill uh, is that? Um, 172. It's on the third substitution. It's Jordan Tushar and Lincoln Fillmore in the Senate. Let's see.
0: Uh, yeah, that looks like it's already been approved by both bodies.
1: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It goes right along with, like, the bathroom one where they're just trying to make sure that everybody's playing in the right sport. Um, what's it? can't remember what was what this one was really quick oh there they have a bill i think this one might be pretty far along too let's see House Bill 224 the medical surgery amendments bill modifies the de- definition of primary sex characteristic surgical procedure and a secondary sex characteristic surgical procedure to permit to prohibit Performing a primary sex characteristic surgical procedure or a secondary sex characteristic surgical procedure on an individual who is less than 18, which I think is mostly not done anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that as a law because I think it, I think, I think. Doing gender affirmation surgery on a child is abhorrent. Yeah. Um, let them decide when they're old enough. I'm sorry. You can do enough with hormones and puberty well, blockers. Yeah, pu- that-
1: puberty. In fact, when I was with my sister, she actually has a friend who has a, a child that I can't remember which way they were going. That's on puberty blockers for that very reason. And so uh, there's a couple more I want to talk about um, and then maybe we'll wrap
0: up. Um, cause I think there's a, there's a couple more that I found really interesting myself. So one of them, going back to education, uh, is, uh, House Bill, uh, 182. So HB 182, um, so right now, and Jonathan, you, you're probably aware that she have probably taken some of these surveys, but in, uh, in school, they can survey kids and they ask a lot of questions, like, it's not about education. It's not an academic survey necessarily. And it's where we get data like how many high school kids have had sex, how many high school kids have done drugs, how many high school kids have smoked, smoked. marijuana, yeah. how many how many have smoked cigarettes, how many have tried alcohol, those types of surveys. Um, and up to this point, it's always been an opt-out sort of thing. So parents could say, I don't want my kid taking the survey. Um, but they had to approach the school and say, I don't want my kid having to take these surveys. And they do them every year. You've, you've taken yeah. them before, right? All so the time. At
3: the, <laughs> you reg-
1: so hard he almost <laughs> fell off In public chair.
3: school, when we register the kids, that's one of the things we have to do is accept it or
2: not accept it.
1: Yep. So oh, it is. it's not a your, your parents accepted it. So it's their the, fault. So, I
2: mean, it gets me out of classwork. So. <laughs> so
0: this bill, uh, there's apparently been enough educators and parents that have come and said, hey- there's questions being asked that we're not comfortable with here on these surveys. We really think that we should take a look at it. And so the, the response was, and this is passed. It's, it's ready for being signed now. Uh, ready for being, I'm terrible. Ready here. to be signed. Ready to be signed. Um, but basically their answer was, okay, well, let's make it more explicit. So now at the beginning of a school year, um, it will, it's once a year. They don't have to do it every survey, but it'll be a much more explicit, like, Hey, here, you have to sign that your kid is able to take these surveys. It's so
3: the not just is the opt-out. way it's worded. Is will you allow your kid to participate in blah? The way they word it,
1: it doesn't maybe sound like it's going to be that kind no, of a survey.
3: If you say no, that means. They're not going to get sex ed. They're not going to get you know. So it's like it's one of those.
0: Yeah, and it gives it gives. There's some um, provisions in the bill to give schools the ability to you know decide not to do certain things, to surveys and stuff like that. These are really the, the opposition to this bill was strictly in the form of these surveys are super important. This the the data that's gleaned from these is often used to help drive. Public policy, educational policy, public health policy programs. in particular, what programs we want, like how. And so the data is really important. I mean,
1: honestly, that data could have been used for that bill that we were just talking about where they're saying we need to give minors access to tobacco cessation because it could be with vape coming through. Yeah. Then we see how that we're seeing a lot of more youthful people. Being addicted to tobacco and then you put them in a position where they're like, I don't really want to be addicted to this. I don't really want to tell my parents, but I can't get into a program. So I'm kind of fucked. Uh, OK, so one
0: other bill I want to talk about House Bill 432. Um, it looks like this bill has uh, passed the Senate. Uh, or excuse me, passed the house, uh, and it passed unanimously, which is great. Um, and then, uh, it's going to the Senate now. And so what this bill is, so this is something that's been tried, God, probably for like the oh. last like five or six years.
1: Um, so. In- I I actually saw that one and didn't click on it because I thought it was something different. So in the state of Utah and in most states, there are certain types
0: of people like jobs that are what are called mandatory reporters for different things like a teacher. So, if a teacher is aware of child abuse, they are a mandatory reporter. They have to report that abuse to a state. Uh, therapists. Uh, like
1: my daughter's a CNA and she had to go into people's homes sometimes. Doctors. when Which was doing with autistic people and she'd have to go back and report like conditions that They're, kids were living yeah, in. Yeah,
0: you, you, certain things make you a mandatory reporter. One thing that has always been exempt from being a mandatory reporter is yeah. clergy because, and so clergy means priests, bishops, that sort of thing and the reason is um, in a lot of religions, the Catholic religion in particular is one, if you learn about something in confession there is a, it's a sacred like covenant and, and right and the priest, you I mean you could get excommunicated from your church as a priest if you were to reveal something said to you in confession because there's this, like people can say I fucking murdered a guy in confession you cannot say shit like that's the way
1: as a as However, a, if you haven't murdered someone and you were planning it, they are supposed to report it. So there that we've tried and I say we, but
0: there are representatives that have tried over the last few years to make clergy mandatory reporters. But there's a big problem there because obviously there's some it's that fight between like religious freedom right. and state control. Also
1: like people say, well, they won't talk to us if they know that we're going to report it. Yeah, so th- this is the
0: first step in that, and I think it's a really good take and a good approach, and, and apparently good enough that it got unanimous support, um, and that is um, they're not, it doesn't go as far as making them mandatory reporters, but it gives members of the clergy the ability to report ongoing abuse and neglect, um, even if the perpetrator made that confession uh, to the clergy member. Um, it makes the member of the clergy um, basically considered um, the same way that other mandatory reporters are. They cannot be sued essentially for providing that information, but it does not make them mandatory reporters. So it kind of walks that line of like now clergy can report it and not have to worry about like, because before if you're not a mandatory reporter and you report shit like that, people can come after you even right. if like uh, this typically would happen. Like you say, Hey, I want someone to look in on this family. I think this child's being abused. The child, they look in, the child's not being abused. That family can then sue your ass for right. fucking having child services come in. If you're a mandatory reporter, you, you're you protected. One, they don't know who the hell reported it. And two, they can't come after you. And and just in so, this
3: past year, look at how many cases the guy down in southern Utah that killed his entire family and then himself, yet his clergy had known about
0: it, but couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. So And so, and there's still, I mean, look, that doesn't mean that they're going to say anything because there's still that, that potential like covenant, but it basically says if there is an imminent danger or if you know that it's ongoing, you, you would be protected as a mandatory reporter and you have the ability to report that if you want. So it's a great step in the right direction. Um I think it's a good balance of, you know,
1: still, I do. I think that that's a really well went well, well, written bill.
0: So, and I mean you can see there's like 30 co-sponsors on the fucking thing. So, yeah. pretty much everyone signed on to this. So, um I'm I'm really happy to see that something like this was passed. I thought that was a um I mean it's hard to say that's a bad idea, you know. Yeah. So, um and then like I said, um budgetary stuff is happening right now. Um they're looking at another 160 million dollar tax cut that would come in the form of income tax reductions. This is a good time to remind everyone about the constitutional amendment that's going to fucking show up on the ballot. They are trying, the legislative body is trying to get citizens to approve a constitutional amendment that allows them to change how they distribute tax income. So right now, income taxes are pretty much 100% appropriated towards education. Like there's this very specific amount of money. They can't touch it. Like it always has to go to this thing. They're trying to change that so they can use things like income tax for other expenses. Uh, and in return, they're like, well, we'll give teachers a big raise if you vote for this. Or in, in this newest version, they're saying, we will remove the tax on food, like groceries, if you vote for this amendment. So just keep that in mind as this is coming. But that $160 million tax cut would come in the form of an income tax reduction. They did one last year. Uh, they were trying to do another one this year. But that basically cuts directly from education. So instead of cutting any other tax, whether it's a gas tax or the food tax or whatever, they're cutting income tax potentially. Now, this isn't set, but that's what they're looking at doing. Um, and the budgetary stuff is really hard to cover because... There's so many things on the budget. it's a billion dollar budget like that there is a lot of stuff I don't think people realize how much a billion dollars really is It's a lot, and so it's kind of hard to follow a lot of that stuff and sometimes they'll take ten million off of this thing and move it over here or you know a twelve million dollar cut here to help shore up where the budget might be uh different so just something to be aware of something to keep in mind the next couple of weeks we're gonna see a lot of stuff passed uh, a lot of stuff finalized. We got a hundred and what did I say? One hundred and seventy-two. Is that what I said? Senate bills. Uh no, passed. Oh, so oh, oh, oh. one hundred and seventy-six bills passed so far. The governor may veto some. Uh he typically does. Um, magically, he's the moderate in the super majority, <laughs> and sometimes veto stuff that the legislature passes. But, uh, um, yeah. So I hopefully that's a good recap. I mean, I think this was a good time to do it. There's a yeah, a lot of stuff going on. So a lot of stuff to cover. So be informed. Go out there. Look this stuff up. It's it's public
3: access. Yeah. I mean, it, there's le. nothing dot secret. Utah. E- dot gov.
0: You can just go through and look at any bill and see what's going on with it.
1: You can listen sometimes live to debates mm-hmm. and discussions well, if you actually, want
0: to. You can go. Last,
3: Last year, this very week, we were up and we did a Was it tour. this week when yeah. we did the Capitol Went tour? Up to the Capitol
0: did the tour and got to kind of sit in on a couple of the sessions mm-hmm. for just a few minutes and, See some listen votes and, and, and you can go do that. It's open to the public. Uh You have to be respectful. You go in the gallery. You, you can watch the session. You can listen to bills. You can go to your representative's office and talk to them or their staff if they're there. You can call them. Most of them have cell phones listed on the le.utah.gov site. That is another site where
1: you can find out who your senator and
0: representative mm-hmm. is. And you can reach out to them and say, hey, this issue is really important to me. Here's why I think this bill is good or bad and why you should vote for it. Um, don't just email. They're going to they get a ton of emails. They're probably not going to pay attention to them. Call them. Pick up the phone and call. I know all you Gen Alphas and Gen Zs I don't f- like using the phone. Don't for know how to use a phone, phone as a phone. But pick it up and call because thats that's what's going to make the difference. When you have the ability to talk to someone or see them face-to-face and talk to them, Makes a much bigger difference than than reading an email. So. Yeah,
1: it's much easier for them to dismiss you on the phone or in an email than it is when you're standing in front of them. It's much easier to dismiss you in
0: an email than it is on the phone, too. So,
1: yeah, but even on the phone, you could just be like, "Okay, well, you know, I'm going bye." <laughs> um,
0: you'll find that most of them, even if they disagree with you, won't do that though, because you know you elect them, and um, and in most elections. Especially for state like representatives, we're, we're talking about 20 to 100 votes. Somewhere in that range is what makes the difference of them getting elected versus not.
1: And I want you to know, you know, we complain about Kearns. We've no, I
0: love it. Ashley Matthews is awesome. Kearns.
1: So Ashley Matthews is our House representative, who is a Democrat. And Karen Kwan is our Senate representative, who is also a Democrat. Who,
0: you'll, you'll remember, replaced this year, Karen Mayne. Who had to, yeah. had to leave. So Karen Kwan took over. Uh, hopefully you liked what you heard. Please leave us a review, uh, share the episode. Um, again, join j- our
1: Patreon because I promise now that I'm back from vacation and stuff, I'll start <laughs> talking more again.
0: So that's patreon.com forward slash TNUP. Um, you can, uh, find us on all the socials at TNU podcast. Um, oh shit. I'm going to read our little affirmation. Oh, Weekly
1: affirmation. Um, the present- that or Jonathan's gonna pull out one of these dad jokes again. Oh fuck no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the present moment is a fucking amazing. Or a fucking amazing. A fucking amazing. I mean it's all hyphenated words, so it's a fucking amazing. Uh, open your Open up your eyeballs and look around. Even if you happen to be in the shittiest of shit times, there's probably something beautiful to notice right this very second. It could be that babies have eyelashes, and how could babies get any fucking cuter than having little baby eyelashes? Or maybe, it's just that you took a breath, and you didn't think you'd be able, be able to do that. You did it. Amazeballs. You fucking breathed. There
3: are days that breathing is about all you
0: got going for
3: you. I
1: mean, for you to, you know, right. recently. Recently. Yeah.
0: So uh, thanks for listening. Um, you know, find out what's going on in your local government and uh, have a good week.